that you're looking forward to what God has in store for you. I think my mic was muted and I just need to start all over. Let's go ahead and backtrack. Good evening, everyone. I'm excited to be here tonight. I am Pastor James Doggett Jr. And I'm looking forward to what God has in store for us this evening. How are y'all doing? I want to go ahead and celebrate all of you who've tuned in. Let's see who we got. We got some people all the way from Virginia. We appreciate you for coming through. Um, we got some people from Norwood. What is this? We got some folk all the way from Decatur, um, Alabama. We got some folk from Huntsville, Alabama. We got people from uh, California. We celebrate all of you. We thank you guys for coming through and worshiping with us on this Monday evening. Guess what? We about to go higher. The spirit of God is here in the virtual sanctuary. And I did not come by myself. I came with someone who is going to help take us higher. Our co-host this evening is none other than the Pastor Tina Carragher. Are you in the building? How I, am, are you I am in the his house. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Listen, y'all don't know nothing about no cool in the gang, but they had a song called it, it was Ladies Night. Now that was, you know, for folks in the club. Hey. Oh, praise Jesus with the women. Oh, yes. Y'all are taking over tonight. And I'm excited about it because God has his hand all over you. And we're thankful that you decided to come and worship with us again on this Monday evening. Um, how are things going in the neck of your wood, in the neck in your neck of the woods? It's going good, but you know, the saints are ready to get back to church. They get ready yeah. to get back to church. But if they've been listening to these words, we can't go back to business as usual. We got to do mm -hmm. things differently. Yes, I remember last week, I believe it was Pastor Hernandez said that there's a difference between an interruption and a disruption. And God yes. is disrupting what we've experienced as being the normal that yes. we want to go back to. Look, we ain't going back to normal. We want to be abnormal. Oh, yeah. yeah, God is God is moving and he's doing something special. And I'm glad again that you are here with us. It is ladies night. How about all of you ladies? If you're a lady and you are worshiping with us tonight, go ahead and press that heart button. Go ahead and share this stream. We want to make sure that the world knows that we are worshiping here at the QR2 Prophecy Edition. We're in the last and final week, Pastor Carragher. I can't believe we are here. I know, I know, I know. It's it's almost better. See, see when y'all see when you did this the first time, uh -huh. you kind of left us with some separation anxiety because we had gotten yeah. accustomed to yeah. showing up every yeah. evening. At mm -hmm. 7 p.m. to tune uh -huh. the word. And so now we're about to go through another phase of separation anxiety. Well, no telling what God has in store because he has been moving and he has been sharing some things with us. So I'm excited as we're getting closer to the end of this week to let you guys in on what it is that we're going to be doing moving forward. But we're All not right. going to talk about that now. We're not going to talk about that right now. Oh, man, we're you going to put us on the edge of our seats? That's it. That's it. We're going we're gonna to drop that on us as we move forward this week. But listen, God is again here in the virtual sanctuary. And listen, I need all of you all to share. Make sure you are pressing the share button. If you share this stream, you are in essence blessing somebody else with the same blessing that you're going to receive tonight. And I'm here to tell you that God is about to move. I don't know if you were here with us last night, but Pastor yes. Tina, didn't Pastor Marvin McLean Jr. bring Ooh, that word? He brought that word. It was fire. Yes, it was. He came through and we appreciate him. Thank you so much, Pastor Marvin McLean, for coming and preaching that powerful word. Yes. And tonight, again, we have a preacher who is in the virtual house. But before we introduce our preacher, before we introduce our preacher, I want to go ahead and bring in our sensei. We want to bring in Dr. James Doggett Sr. Sensei, are you here? I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Good to see it's you, sir. Minute, Anxious to get back in. Anxious to get back in. Good to see. Did you say, wait a minute, Pastor, Pastor Carragher, did you say the his house? 
She did. No, say I, that. I did say that his album. She said it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I love it. She bring you bring unbounded energy. And I love it. I love it. I'm ready to hear you preach. Oh Lord, <laughs> praise the Lord. Yeah, we're ready to hear you preach as well. So um, that was Dr. Doggett telling you that you're going to be preaching very soon. So go ahead and start prepping that message. And we're looking forward to hearing it. Anyways, breaking news, breaking news. We again celebrate all of the fathers. Yesterday was Father's Day and we thank you all of the fathers out there. We want to say we appreciate you. Um, Dr. Doggett, you weren't on yesterday. Did you enjoy your father? Father's Day? Ooh-wee. You and your children were over, and of course, Austin and his wife, man, we had a ball yesterday. Yes, those, we did. Those children are so much fun. We're going to steal them. We're yeah, going to steal them. You don't have to steal them now. I'll send them yeah. over. Uh, we'll, <laughs> right? we'll, we'll, we'll send them on over. First thing smoking, yeah. they'll be there in a couple of hours. But anyways, Dr. Doggett, we always love to provide an opportunity for you as the sensei to share with us in our moderation moment. What is on your heart tonight? Share with us. Here's what's on my heart tonight. Here it is. Here it is in two verses. Second Kings, the sixth chapter, verses 11 and 12. What's going on now is um, God is, he's revealing things to his prophet Elisha. And so Israel is winning the battle. They're going up against King Aram. King Aram. And what happens is God always gives to Elisha to pass on to the armies of Israel exactly what the king is going to do to try to defeat them. King Aram is their enemy. So he makes these little plans and he sets ambushes and he anticipates shocking the Israelite troops and winning the war. But every time he sets a trap, Israelite has the information on the front side and they always shock him he wants to know why is it when i plan uh, something over there israel acts like they already know is somebody in my camp spilling the beans and so he asks, tell me who it is who's leaking the information and here's what happens one of his men said no my master dear king it's not any of us it's elisha the prophet in israel he tells the king of israel everything you say even when you whisper in your bedroom man that is an inside insider with information that can help you to win now here's the question i have and here's a statement i want to make there's some people who feel like when we preach prophecy and talk about what lies ahead it's designed to scare people no it's not designed to scare people it's designed to get people ready israel could have been afraid, but they always were a step ahead. Thank God for mm. prophecy. There's mm. some stuff that lies ahead, but we don't have to be shocked when it comes because God has already given us the inside information. That's mm. what prophecy is. It's insider information, and it's not designed to scare. It's designed to get us prepared. So let's go ahead and listen to this prophecy that's going to be preached tonight. I've heard about Kimberly Bulgin's preaching. I know she's got musical skills, and I've heard her preaching skills are up to par, that she's a preacher of righteousness. And tonight, I can't wait to hear the prophetess as she delivers a word to us and gets us ready for what lies ahead. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Doggett. We do need to tune in to the frequency of heaven. God is willing to tip the enemy's hand to us. So tonight we're going to receive that prophetic word that will be preached by our preacher. Now is the time where we're going to invite you to partner with us and to know that everything that you give, all of the seeds that you sow here at the QR2 Prophecy Edition will go toward helping those who are in financial crisis. Uh, we again celebrate you because we crossed the $10,000 mark. You hey! all have, you, yes, we are excited about all of the lives that have been changed yes. because of your generosity and because of your faithfulness. So we wanna just remind you for those of you who don't know and to, to remind you for those of you who do, we have Cash App and you can send your seed to the money sign, the Q revival. Again, that's the money sign, the Q revival, or you can go over to PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the Q revival, or you can use our website. If you don't have cash app or PayPal and use your debit card or credit card there at www.theqrevival.com. Again, whatever you give, 100% of the seeds that you sow will go toward helping people. We've already helped a single mother um, who was struggling with her children. I don't know if you all, you all recall our first mystery night. Uh, mm -hmm. There came in a request and you all responded and we were able to send her over a thousand dollars that helped her get into a place of mm -hmm. safety because she was in a car with her children and you all helped her get into her own place. In addition to that, we had a family who lost all of their belongings in a fire and you all, because of your generosity, were able to bless that family with a thousand dollars. We've been able to bless a young lady who has also just had a baby. She's looking for a place to stay. And this is in Dallas, Texas. And we were able to bless her with a thousand dollars as well to help her along her way. And the list goes on. Please know that you are not just giving to an organization that's going to stash the money and use it in only God knows what ways. We want you to know that every cent that you send will go toward helping those who are struggling. So if you can, please partner with us. Please give, give generously, and we will continue to give you updates on where your money is going. Pastor Carragher, who do we have? in the virtual oh, yeah. sanctuary tonight who's going to be preaching to us our preacher for today is pastor kimberly bulgin yes pastor kimberly bulgin listen she is a preacher of righteousness she is multi-talented she is gifted she is a newest to the central state prince and let me tell y'all be ready to buckle your seatbelt because you're going to be in for a holy ghost ride well, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to tonight's experience. And we know that Kim, Pastor Kim, listen, look, 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 we got it. We got to get this right. I had this conversation with her. Yes, get it right. I already talked to her, right? right? So, so we can't, we can't just call her Pastor Bulgin. You know, she has a bunch of pastors in her family and she has her own identity and her name is Pastor Kim. So how about this? Why don't y'all just type in the, in the comments, Amen for Pastor Kim. We're going to celebrate Pastor Kim and we thank you again for coming. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to receive a message in the music tonight in our uh, song of preparation and meditation, after which we will hear none other than Pastor Kimberly Bolgen. Again, we're excited. Make sure that you press that share button. As a matter of fact, no, no, Pastor Carragher, I'm not even going to play the song yet. We're not going to go to the song until everybody presses the share button. Yeah, yeah. I know you're ready for the word. I know you're ready to worship God through song, but we're not going to move forward in our program until you press that share button. Tell them, as a matter of fact, encourage them, Pastor Carrier. Tell them to press Listen, that share button. Listen, it is greedy to keep the word to 
to yourself. Mm -hmm. We are supposed to be people. So I want to encourage you to hit that share button so that the blessing cannot just be yours, but it can be delivered to somebody else who needs a word from the Lord. That's good. That's good. Thank you so much for responding. I see some of y'all are sharing right now. Let's go ahead and worship God now in song. So in spite of what 
Pastor Bulgin, I'm so sorry. Pastor Kim, we are excited that you're here in the virtual building. We want to welcome you on in, and we want you to have your way as the Spirit of God speaks through you. Again, thank you so much for coming. The floor is now yours. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Pastor Doggett. Pastor <laughs> <laughs> Doggett, Pastor Doggett Jr., Pastor Senior, and to Pastor Carriger. Um, so good to see you, women of God. Today is a good day to give God the praise. Amen. Truly, he deserves all the praise. Uh, the worship that just went forth through that song has truly set the atmosphere for God to be glorified and to be lifted up in this place. Again, I want to say thank you so much for the invitation to be able to share a word during this quarantine revival to Pastor Doggett and the quarantine revival team. You have been doing an awesome work these last few weeks. I've been able to tune in uh, every now and again to be able to hear the messages. And every time I tune in, it has been powerful. And I know that God is about to do amazing things in this last week. Uh, thank you for everybody that's tuned in tonight. I'm excited to get into the word of God. I believe that there is a word for the people of God that are ready, ready to receive. So let's uh, dive right into Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12. And I also want to give a shout out to my church family that's watching as well. I saw some names uh, through the comments. So I want to shout out the New Beginnings SDA Church in Wichita, Kansas. I appreciate y'all. Love you all. Thank you for tuning in tonight on your Monday evening. Amen. Revelation 12 verse 17. We're going to read this. I'll read this in your hearing. And it says, and the dragon was angry at the woman and declared war against the rest of her children, all who keep God's commandments and maintain their testimony for Jesus. I'm gonna read it one more time if you don't mind. And the dragon was angry at the woman. Somebody put in the comments, angry, and declared war against the rest of her children, all who keep God's commandments and maintain their testimony for Jesus. Tonight, I want to preach on the topic, oh, to be kept by Jesus. Oh, to be kept by Jesus. Pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you tonight. We thank you, Lord, for your presence that is felt even through technology, God. We thank you for this virtual worship space that has been created by Pastor Doggett. I thank you, Lord, for his vision. And I just pray right now, oh Lord, that your spirit will speak to every heart that is tuned in, that you will quiet all the distractions and all the obstacles, God, that would hinder this word from going forth. I pray, oh God, that your, that your name will be glorified. And at the end of it all, Lord, we'll be careful to say that truly, 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 we have experienced your presence once again is my prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, to be kept by Jesus. Oh, to be kept by Jesus. We are in a war, brothers and sisters. It's been over three months since 25-year-old Ahmad Aubrey was jogging in a neighborhood outside Brunswick when Gregory McMichael, a former police officer, and his son chased him down. Essentially, these white men saw a black man jogging through their neighborhood and assumed the worst, tracked him down, and killed him. They shot him three times, and the video shows Ahmad stumbling and falling to the ground. And this was yet another reminder to black and brown people in America that doing the right thing, 
not causing any trouble, doing the right thing, following all the rules, does not exempt us from being thrust into a war where you're attacked and even killed in this country because people have yielded to systems and structures that are designed to oppress, subdue, and persecute people of color. I'm going somewhere tonight. And, and until people in power, until people in authority stop allowing these injustices to continue, things will remain the same. Yes, I'm grateful for the, the, the Aunt Jemima changes. I'm grateful for the Black Lives Matter on, on the concrete. But until there are some major changes that are made, these injustices will continue. And similar, similar to what's happening today to our people, I could not help but ponder the torturous, outrageous conditions of the people when John wrote these words while on the island of Patmos. He said, and the dragon was angry. The dragon was angry at the woman and declared war against the rest of her children. All who keep God's commandments and maintain their testimony for Jesus. Uh, for while Domitian, the emperor, during his 15-year reign, strengthened the economy by revaluing the American, I mean, Roman dollar, uh, while Domitian, the empire, expanded the border defenses of the American, I mean, Roman empire, uh, while he initiated a massive building campaign to make America great again, I mean, Rome great again, uh, many scholars believe that the persecution of Christians intensified under the reign of this emperor. And it is during this time of persecution, go with me brothers and sisters, it is during this time of persecution from an oppressive government, it is during this time of affliction from an oppressive system, it is during this time of suffering from an unjust system that John found himself encouraging his brothers and sisters to not forget the teachings of Jesus. John found himself encouraging the brothers and the sisters to, to not give up on the laws and the principles of Jesus, even though you will be attacked, even though you will be persecuted, even though you will be assaulted, even though you will be harassed, even though you will be misunderstood, John is saying, keep the commandments of Jesus Christ. And, and just like John declared to the believers at that time that the dragon was angry at the woman and declared war against the rest of her children who would keep God's commandments, we too must embrace the fact, brothers and sisters, that God's people will be attacked when we subscribe to the teachings of Jesus. And I'm, I'm specifically saying the teachings of Jesus because when you read it in the original, it's not just the commandments. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me to preach. It's not just the commandments, but it, 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 it encompasses all the teachings of Jesus Christ. Let me help you. The, the teachings of Jesus is not just about when you decide to take a day off to keep Sabbath, but, but it also includes the command of Jesus to not be anxious about anything and to come unto him all ye that labor and are heavy laden by this capitalistic system, by this competitive commercialized system. And I 
will give you rest for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The, the teachings of Jesus is not only about respecting and honoring life and, and resisting the urge to kill the perpetrators. I hope somebody is willing to be honest with me tonight that, that you looked up the scripture that said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth and you, and it crossed your mind that maybe I wanted to do something to get back at these people that keep killing my people. But, but it, it, it's also important that it's not about revenge, but it's, it's also important that the teachings of Jesus also moves us toward the teaching where Jesus instructs us to forgive 70 times seven. Oh Lord, have mercy. It's, it's not only the uh, not physically committing adultery in these quarantine streets, but it's also about heeding the command where Jesus declares to not mentally commit adultery either. Do I have a witness in this place? Yeah, 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 yeah. You may not be um, one of the looters um, who stole lampshades, come on, from Target because you chose to obey the command, thou shall not steal. And you feel like you're keeping the commandments of God because you're not one of the looters. Uh, but lest we forget, it's also about um, following the teaching that says you can't serve God and money. You got to choose one of them. You you may not post, I feel like preaching now, you may not post unfriendly, unjust, unkind statements all over your social media page about people who are feeling the effects of oppression, about people who are in, in, experiencing enslavement even till this day. You may even take pity on those who are are struggling to make two ends meet, but Jesus also teaches us to not only take pity on people, but he also says you got to be equally hungry and thirsty for justice for everybody under the sound of my voice. Yes, yes, yes. God's people, God's people will be attacked will be attacked by the enemy because they refuse to go along to get along. Yeah, they refuse to conform and would rather choose to follow all the teachings of Jesus than to select a few of their favorite things, even if it means having to suffer. It was, it was Jesus who said, it was Jesus who said that his followers, it was Jesus who said to his followers to count yourselves blessed. <laughs> count yourselves blessed. Count yourselves blessed every time people put you down or throw you out or speak lies about you to discredit me because that means that the truth of Jesus's teachings, the, the justice found in Jesus's teachings, the freedom found in the teachings of Jesus is going to be too close for comfort for so many people and it's going to make people feel uncomfortable. Why? Because when we follow Jesus, I'm going somewhere tonight, when we follow Jesus. We're guaranteed to upset the status quo. Do I have a witness in this place? When we follow Jesus, we're guaranteed to overturn what's common. When we follow Jesus, we're guaranteed to overturn what's typical and normal. Uh, we rupture and disrupt the foundation of lies. We, when you choose to follow the commands of Jesus, you you are guaranteed to disrupt darkness. You're you're guaranteed to disrupt injustices. You're guaranteed to rupture control and oppression when we go into the enemy 
enemy's territory following the teachings of God's kingdom. And I, I'm not just talking about the darkness found in Atlanta right now where Rarishad Brooks, Brooks was murdered. I, I'm not just talking about the injustice found in the vicinity where Breonna Taylor was killed. I, I'll take it an even step further if y'all don't mind. I'll, I'll take it an even step further and, and declare that even the darkness within yourself, uh-huh, even the flesh within yourself, even the control within yourself, even the supremacy, even within yourself will be agitated, will be upset, will be annoyed, will be frustrated. And anybody, anybody that disrupts oppressive systems that benefits others is liable to be attacked. Y'all ready? Y'all still down for the cause? Y'all still ready to follow these teachings y'all still ready to follow these commandments knowing that it's liable it's likely that the enemy is going to be upset because i'm aware <clears throat> i'm aware i'm aware that nobody wakes up hoping to be on the receiving end of pain I'm aware that nobody wakes up desiring to be assaulted. <laughs> nobody wakes up uh, wanting to experience suffering. Nobody likes being hurt. Can we be honest tonight? And I, I think that I think that many Christians are struggling with resentment. Uh, many Christians are struggling with disillusionment. Uh, many Christians are struggling with discouragement in this hour because at some point in our journey, somebody told us. We thought following Jesus somehow insulates us from the effects of sin. Somebody told us that when we follow Jesus, uh, we are now insulated from the bullets of racist police officers. Somebody told us that if we keep all the commandments of Jesus, it's going to protect us from COVID-19. Somebody told me, somebody might have told you that if you follow Jesus, you're now exempt from a divorce. You're you're exempt from rebellious children. You're, you're exempt from experiencing death. Death. You're exempt from um, from prison, but but then I look through scripture. I grab my Bible and I start looking through scriptures, brothers and sisters, and and I see I see John the Baptist. Uh, I see John the Baptist following Jesus, and and he ends up being beheaded by people in a corrupt system. I I see I see Apostle Paul. Come on, I see Apostle Paul following Jesus, and and, and Paul ends up in jail at least three or four times. I, I see John the Revelator. I see John the Revelator. He's, he's banished to the Isle of Patmos without even as much as an air mattress to keep him comfortable. I, I think of our dear sister, Ellen G. White. Nobody wants to talk about it, but I'm going to go there tonight. We talk about Ellen G. White, who, who followed Jesus the best way that she knew how. And because she followed Jesus, uh, the church fueled by control, the church fueled by pride, excommunicated her to the other side of the world, to a sparsely populated Australia. Ah, I think about Martin Luther King, come on in here, who followed the teachings of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Martin Luther King followed the teachings of Jesus, and he ends up being assassinated in a hotel room. The truth of the matter is, brothers and sisters, all I'm trying to lay down here as a foundation is that following the commands of Jesus will open up ourselves to the wrath of the dragon, to the wrath of the enemy. Do I have a witness in this place that when you decided to follow Jesus, it's almost as if there was something that was on your back that said that the enemy now has 
uh, 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 has an opportunity to come for you, to come for your family, to come for everything that you got. My God, my God, my God. So although trouble won't last always, why follow Jesus if trouble is going to come someday? That's the relevant question that I want to lift on tonight. Although trouble won't last always, why follow Jesus if trouble is going to come someday? I got three points for you and I'm out of your, out of your way. Uh, we follow Jesus. Put this in the comments, okay? We follow Jesus, first of all, to endure suffering, not to escape suffering. We follow Jesus <clears throat> to endure suffering, not to escape suffering. The text says the dragon is angry and is after us, which means for God's end time people, problems will arise and there will be issues and there will be fallouts. There is, there will be people that block you on social media because you're standing up for justice. There, there will be some people that unfollow you. Do I have a witness in this place? But the point of following the commands of Jesus is not to avoid pain and heartache, but it's to pursue a deeper encounter with God through the struggle. It's about pursuing a deeper encounter with God through, uh, the struggle and through the heartache and through the pain. When I was young and even when I was a teacher, uh, we played this game called going on a bear hunt. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That game called, it's a song game, uh, going on a bear hunt. It's a song that describes the journey to the bear hunt destination that describes the journey to the cave that the bear is in. And, and every time when you got to the park, when you got to the part of the song where you faced an obstacle that prevented you from making it to the destination, this is what the song would say. You would say that you can't go over it, you can't go under it, but you gotta go through it. <laughs> I feel like preaching, yeah. Whether, whether it was long, wavy grass, <laughs> uh, or, or a deep, cold river. Uh, you can't go over it. You can't go around it, but you, you got to go through it. Whether, whether it was thick, oozy mud, I'm preaching to somebody right through here. Whether it was a, a big, tall tree or a, a dark forest that you had to, you know, experience or, or a swirling snowstorm, the song would always say that you can't go over it. You can't go under it, but you got to go through it. And, and I suggest to my brother, Brothers and sisters that are watching on this Monday night, um, that when we follow the teachings of Jesus, there will be times huh, that you can't go over the suffering. Do I have a witness in this place that you can't go under the suffering, but you gotta go through the suffering? You, you can't go over the sickness, you can't go under the sickness, but you gotta go through the sickness. You can't you can't go over the heartache, you can't go around the heartache. You can't go under the heartache, but you got to go through the heartache. Who am I preaching to tonight? You can't go around the grief. You, you can't go over the grief. You got to go through the grief. But do I have a witness in this place? <laughs> do I have a witness in this place on a Monday night that it was worth it all? Yeah, the struggle was worth it all because it brought you closer 
Come on, somebody stay closer. It brought you closer to Jesus in ways that you never would have experienced before. And it had revealed Jesus to you more fully in your life. Like you have a more clear understanding of who God is because you didn't go over the suffering. You didn't go around the suffering. You didn't go under the suffering. But somebody has, has a better understanding of Jesus Christ tonight because you went through it. I'll clap here since I can't hear y'all clapping. But one of the reasons why we follow Jesus on tonight is not to escape suffering, but we follow Jesus to endure the suffering. And not only that, but the second thing that we do is we follow Jesus to vindicate God's character and not our own character. We follow Jesus to vindicate God's character and not our character. Put that in the comments. We follow Jesus to vindicate God's character and not our character. When, when, you're, when you're in God's end time, when you're a part of God's end time people, we don't keep commandments to show off. God help me to preach this. We don't keep God's commandments for validation. We don't keep God's commandments uh, for arrogant reasons. Uh, we, we don't even follow the commands of Jesus for acceptance from an institution. Uh-oh. We don't even follow the commandments of Jesus uh, to be accepted into a denomination. Can I preach this honestly, brothers and sisters? Is this a safe space? Is it, is it a safe space? Yeah, yeah. We don't follow the commandments of Jesus to say that we have the truth and everybody else doesn't. We don't follow the commandments of Jesus to boast in this elitist, bougie uh, gospel uh, to say how strong we are and to say how right we are. Uh, we don't even follow the commandments of Jesus uh, to declare how great of a wife you are or how great of a husband you are or how great of a child you are. We we don't follow the commandments of Jesus to declare, you know, that we are the ones that are doing social justice the right way or because we know how to protest the right way. Brothers and sisters, that's not what keeping the commandments of Jesus is about. We follow Jesus because we don't mind. Are you ready? We follow Jesus because we don't mind being a representative of the faithfulness of God. Yeah. Yeah, somebody, I know I'm talking to somebody. I don't need everybody right through here, but, but there's about 10 of y'all. You don't mind allowing your actions to be a testimony of the righteousness of God. You don't mind living in such a way that reveals the true character of God. You don't mind living in such a way that reveals that what happened at the cross actually happened for real do i have a witness in this place yeah you don't mind letting the world know that jesus got up and because jesus got up i'm a witness that jesus got up i'm a witness that jesus is alive and well i'm a witness that he died for me my life is a testimony that calvary is not a farce that calvary is not a hoax but i don't mind being a representative that jesus is real that's why the enemy hates you <laughs> can i say it again that's why the enemy hates you because you don't mind being a living breathing moving witness of god's faithfulness you don't mind being a living breathing moving witness of god's mercy 
You don't mind who am I preaching to. You don't mind being a living, breathing, moving witness of God's grace. <laughs> you don't mind being a witness that God is a protector. You don't mind being a witness that God is a provider. I feel like preaching. You don't mind being a witness that God is a healer, that God is a way maker, that God taught you how to love your enemies. You don't mind being a witness that God is a strong tower, that God can change you into an advocate for the poor. You don't mind being a witness that God will make you into be a, a, a liberator for the incarcerated. You don't mind being a witness that God is faithful and it has nothing to do with you. If I could, I would have poked you. It has nothing to do with you and everything to do with the faithfulness of God. Somebody ought to be on their feet giving God praise right through there. <laughs> God, I thank you. The, Mar the Martin Luther King Memorial. The Martin Luther King Memorial is a gra granite statue located in the National Mall in Washington, D.C. And this image was made and put on display. I'm trying to help somebody get this. This image was made and put on display for everybody to see because they wanted people to look at it. Y'all will catch it in a second. They put up this big statue. They put up this big image because they wanted people to notice it. And anytime anybody walks past that statue, they want people to think about Martin Luther King when they see it. They want people to think about how noble he was. They, wanna, they want people to think about how courageous he was every time they see the statue. They want, them, they want everybody to think about how important he was and, and the things that he said uh, for the civil rights movement. And I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight. I, I hope I'm preaching to somebody. I, I hope I'm preaching to somebody. Uh, 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 but I suspect that somebody in their living room, uh, somebody in their kitchen right now, somebody in their bedroom, uh, you have both of your hands all the way up because even though you may be attacked, even though you may be accused, just like when people look at that Martin Luther King sculpture there on that national mall and they're, they're reminded of who he is, uh, somebody that's listening right through here, you don't mind that when people look at you, they will be reminded not of who, of who you are, but of who God is. You don't mind representing how faithful God has been. You don't mind representing how consistent God has been. You don't mind representing how awesome God has been. You don't mind representing how patient God has been to you, even though the enemy's going to be angry, even though he's going to oppose you, you'll proudly declare that God is a keeper. That's the second reason why. We keep the commandments of God, not to vindicate our character, but to vindicate God's character. But lastly, I'll get out your way tonight. We follow Jesus to pursue passion, not perfection. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help these Adventist folk right through here, um, myself included. We follow Jesus to pursue passion, not perfection. Write that down. We follow the commandments of Jesus to pursue passion, not perfection. As God's end time people, we don't follow Jesus. Hear the preacher. We don't follow Jesus to achieve some Eurocentric whitewashed, um, ever-changing standard 
for perceived holiness and righteousness. Um, I'm gonna say that's all I'm gonna say about that. But that's not why we're following Jesus to to meet some Eurocentric standard that some conference said is the standard that we need to follow. We we don't follow Jesus um, for cars and houses and boats and robust retirement plans. We we don't follow Jesus for a happy marriage that makes uh, relationship goals on Instagram. Uh, we don't follow Jesus. I'm preaching to somebody um, for a healthy body that could live in the Garden of Eden, as it were. Um, we don't follow Jesus for protection from disease. We don't follow Jesus because it's the right formula to get to heaven. We don't follow Jesus. I'm, I know I'm, I'm messing with somebody right from here, but I'm going to help you. We, we don't follow Jesus for problems to be replaced by blessings. We don't follow Jesus for the accoutrements of success that supposedly come with knowing who God is. Lord, I need you to help me preach this thing tonight because I'm preaching to people who did everything right and you still have rebellious kids. You did everything right and you still lost your job. You did everything right and you still got a divorce. You did everything right and you still got abused by some pervert at church in the basement. I know I'm talking to somebody. You you did everything right and you still got the coronavirus. Uh, you did everything right and you still experienced sexism. You, you did everything right and you're still scared to take a jog in your neighborhood. You, you do everything right and you're still scared to go bird watching in Central Park. You do everything right and, and you're still scared to wear a hoodie down the block. You do everything right and, and you still had to bury your loved one and bury your wife and bury your husband and bury your father and bury your mother. You did everything right. And it feels as if your life is literally falling apart. And I just want to release a word to somebody tonight. Ah, I just want to release a word of encouragement to the people of God today and declare that the following of Jesus, the, the following the teachings of Jesus has literally nothing to do with perfection, has nothing to do with compliance it has nothing to do with literally reaching this uh this uh finishing line this ethereal finishing line but it has everything to do with pursuing passion pursuing the passion that you have for the heart of god despite what you're going through despite what you're facing in your family despite what it may feel like it's about being so filled with a passion and love for God, that it spills over into everything that you do. It spills over into anything that you encounter, no matter how difficult it may be. I may not be married yet, and I place emphasis on yet by the grace of God. I may not be married yet, but it's my understanding, Pastor Carriger, according to my research, uh, that people don't typically, people don't, people typically don't get. Uh, married to check off some like achievement score. 
they, they don't get married. So I'm told uh, to check off an item on their checklist, you know, now, but what I, what I've realized, what I've noticed, what I've observed is that the, the most people, they get married because in sickness and in health, um, in good times and in bad times, uh, for richer and for poor, is that how the vows go? That, 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 that I'm choosing to want this person to be on my side because I'm passionately in love with them. I, I want to go through the hard times. I want to go through the struggle. I want to go through the ups and the downs because I am passionately in love with this person. And I don't know who I'm preaching to on tonight, but in these end times, in sickness, and in hell, come on, um, for richer or for poorer, uh, in good times and in bad times, despite the imminence of attacks, people in God's church, people that are a part of the bride of Jesus Christ, uh, you are only going to follow Jesus. You're only going to be connected to Jesus. You're only going to be in covenant with Jesus. You're only going to be obeying the teachings of Jesus because you love him because you adore him. Who am I preaching to? Because you're enamored by him, because you are just like passionately wanting to pursue him. It has nothing to do with being polished. It has nothing to do with being perfect. It has nothing to do with having it all together. But do I have anybody in this quarantine revival on a Monday night that wants to lift up your hands and say, I'm following the commandments of Jesus. Not because I want to be perfect, but because I am pursuing the love of God that I have in my heart. It's burning on the inside of me. And I don't know what else to do but say I got to be in covenant with this Jesus because I love him. <laughs> Anybody love Jesus on tonight? Oh, God, I bless you. I bless you. <laughs> I bless you on tonight. Here's where I want to drop you off. Here's where I want to drop you off tonight. And I got to go. Here's where I want to drop you off tonight because because even though even though I may forget the commandments of God, uh, even though I may minimize the commandments of Jesus every now and again, um, even though I may grow weary and, and lose the teachings of Jesus and not follow them, Christ promises us, thank you, Lord, Christ promises that faith in his righteousness is what keeps the commandments for us. I'm gonna say it one more time because some of y'all I'm sure might've missed it. Um, even though I may grow weary, even though I may mess up, even though I may not get it right all the time, um, Christ promises that faith in his righteousness is what keeps the commandments for me. Uh, for my righteousness, I don't know about y'all, but my righteousness is as filthy rags. How about you? My righteousness is nasty. How about you? My righteousness does not come up to the standard of Christ's righteousness. I, I no longer count on my own behavior. I no longer count on my own behavior modification through obeying the law because I would rather depend on the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. And I didn't come to preach to everybody tonight. I didn't come to preach to everybody, but I came to preach to the few of us in this room. I came to preach to the few of us in this virtual sanctuary on tonight. I came to preach to the few of all who are happy on the line tonight because you recognize, thank you, Lord, that I don't have to do it in my own strength. <laughs> Can I preach this thing how I feel it? I, I don't have to keep the commandments of Jesus in my own capabilities. I, I don't have to keep the commandments of Jesus on my own, but faith 
<laughs> Somebody say faith. Faith in Christ's righteousness is what's keeping it for me. I said faith in Christ's righteousness is what's keeping it for me. So does anybody, I said, does anybody, does anybody want to celebrate with the preacher tonight? Does anybody want to celebrate with me tonight that despite what the enemy may throw at you, I'm kept by Jesus. Despite what the attacks may come, I'm kept by Jesus. Despite the opposition, I'm kept by Jesus. Despite the trials and the tribulations, I, I feel like preaching this thing, y'all. Anybody want to testify that we're kept by Jesus? We may be hard-pressed on every side, but we're kept by Jesus. We may be crushed, but we're kept by Jesus. We, we may be perplexed, but we're not in despair because we are kept. Somebody ought to grab yourself tonight. You better grab yourself in the spirit and declare that you are kept by Jesus. We are kept by, by Jesus. We, we may be persecuted, but we're not forsaken tonight because we're kept by Jesus. Uh, we may be struck down, but we are not destroyed because we are kept by Jesus. Uh, how about y'all? Uh, I know that I would be nothing. <laughs> I said I would be nothing had I not been kept by Jesus. I would be a failure if I had not been kept by Jesus. I, I'd be a nobody if I hadn't been kept by Jesus. I, I'd be sinking deep in sin if I wasn't kept by Jesus. I'd be a wretch undone do I have a witness if I was not kept by Jesus? I'd be lost. I'd be dead. I would have killed myself. I would have slit my wrists had it not been for Jesus keeping me. Oh, to be kept by Jesus. I praise God tonight. I thank God tonight. I give him glory tonight because Christ has promised everybody that's watching this quarantine revival that faith in his righteousness is what's keeping the commandments for me. So, oh, to be kept by Jesus. Oh, to be kept by the Lord. Oh, to be kept by Jesus. Somebody put kept by Jesus in the comments. Come on, somebody put I'm kept by Jesus. Come on, hug yourself one more time and say I'm kept by Jesus. Glory be unto God. So here's the, here's the call to action tonight. See God's way, God's way of making us right. God's way of keeping us safe and protected from the wrath of the enemy depends on faith in him and not faith in our own works. And you wanna say, Pastor Kim, I wanna make that shift. I wanna make that mental shift. I wanna make that emotional shift because I recognize the enemy has been attacking me because he's out, he's out here trying to make me think that I have to do, 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 do so that I'll be safe, 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 safe. But truthfully, Safety comes from faith in being kept by Jesus, not faith in being kept by myself. So if there's somebody tonight that wants to say, Pastor, I want to make that mental shift, that from this day forward, that I recognize that it is my faith in Jesus that's keeping me. And it's not faith in myself that's keeping me. 
If you want to uh, request baptism or Bible study, there's a link in the comments for you to reach out to the QR team and they will be happy to get in contact with you so that you can continue your journey uh, of faith in Christ as you keep his commandments, not in your own strength, not in your own self, but by your faith in Christ keeping it for you. I'm excited to see what God is about to do as a result of this word going forth. Pray with me tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you because you are a keeper. You are a keeper. You do not let us fall. You do not let us struggle by ourselves, but you are here, God. I pray, Lord, for every person that is watching tonight, Father, that we will keep your commandments, that we will follow your teachings, not in our own strength, but because we are kept by you. We love you, we bless you, and we thank you for making a decision to follow you tonight as the spirit thing, for those that are choosing to rededicate their hearts to you tonight, for those that are choosing to enter into a, a consistent Bible study process, Father. I'm praying, Lord, that the Holy Spirit will seal these decisions, not for our sake, but for your name's glory. God, I praise you for what has taken place in this virtual sanctuary. It's not about me, but it is all about you. You get the glory tonight, God. You get it all. We love you and we thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Oh, to be kept by Jesus. This is a moment here in the QR revival where we cannot allow uh, the Holy Spirit to uh, push you to this place of conviction without offering you this opportunity. Did you hear the preacher preach tonight? Did you receive the message of God that came through his maidservant tonight? Are you ready to walk in obedience, not in your own strength, but in the strength of your God? Let me bring in Pastor Carragher. Let me bring in Dr. Doggett, mm -hmm. because at this moment, we're going to pray that God would not allow this word to mm -hmm. just inspire you in the mm -hmm. in this emotional, you know, churning um, your heart pumping and your adrenaline is, is, is moving. We don't want you to allow this to merely be a preaching exercise. Listen, this woman of God preached tonight, mm -hmm. but will you accept the appeal mm -hmm. now that she is closed? Now that she's offered this opportunity for you to move forward, will you accept? I need you to go to that link. Go to that link. L reach out to us. We'll do what we can. The team is already prepared to receive you if you need special prayer, baptism, or Bible study. We will make it happen. We'll reach out to somebody in your neck of the woods, and we will make it happen. We need for you to move, though. Pastor Kim, we don't need for you to leave yet because what we like to do here is we like to pray for the preacher. You've poured into us. You were faithful with the call that God has placed on your life, and tonight we're, we're privileged to be able to pray that God would pour back into you, that mm -hmm. whatever your hand touches, that it would prosper. Oh, and that he would take you to higher heights in the spirit. God used you mightily tonight. Mm -hmm. Dr. Doggett, I'm going to offer you the opportunity to, to maybe speak to the preacher. And then if you don't mind, Pastor Carragher, I would love for you to pray and intercede on her behalf. Mm -hmm. It is my pleasure. I had heard about you as a preacher, Kim, and tonight I've witnessed it and I've experienced it. And God really did overshadow you. Um, I do have a word for you, and that is um, let no one despise your youth or your gender, but be an example to the believers. Step forward in faith. Make sure that you don't waver. You made it clear tonight it's not about who we are, mm -hmm. but we're glad it's about who he is and that he would choose us, mm -hmm. qualifies us. So mm -hmm. you step forth in front of the people. 
with the authority of God in your life and do what he's called you to do. You poured out yourself tonight. Matter of fact, you preached so hard, I started sweating. <laughs> and I felt, I felt God moving. And God's hand is on your life. So please don't doubt it for a moment. Mm. Not everybody has seen the vision you've seen. Mm. Because God's shoulder to you, he's calling you to be faithful with that vision. He's called you to the front lines of battle as a leader in his army. You step forward. And I don't care if you call yourself Pastor Kim, Pastor Bolton, Bishop, it doesn't matter. The bottom line is that you are God's warrior and you are called to lead people to the kingdom. So step forward in confidence and in faith because his hand is on you. God bless you. Thank you. Before I pray, I do want to say this to to Pastor Bulgin. Um, As there are women and young women who are watching this broadcast tonight, uh, for those who are sensing their call to ministry, it is inspiring to see a woman of God preach the text the way that God intended her to preach. So I want to affirm you from one female pastor to the other for allowing the Holy Spirit to use you because your faithfulness to God's call on your life is going to inspire a generation of women to be faithful in their call on to, to ministry. So I just want to affirm you in that. Praise God. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Let us go ahead and have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, God, I just want to thank you for using your daughter, for using Pastor Kimberly Bulgin to preach the word and to remind us that our pursuits, uh, our, our desire, our draw into the into the church and our draw to you has nothing to do with compliance, but it's about relationship. At the end of the day, Lord, you don't want anything else from us except for it to be a love thing. You want us to be with you because we love you, because at the end of the day, you love us and you desire to save us. So, God, thank you for giving us this sobering word that as believers, as followers of Christ, we are going to have a bullseye on our back. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And and no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Because they may be able to take our body, but they cannot take our soul. So, Father, may we be reminded of this beautiful promise that your daughter preached this evening. That may it not be a word that just kind of entertained us, but may it draw us closer to you. That no matter what situations we are going through currently, Lord, that through this preach powerful word that will be reminded that we are not going through things by ourselves, but that you are right there with us. This and many more we ask in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Again, thank you so much, Pastor Kim. We celebrate you and we are praying that God will continue to use you. You got to come back now and preach again for us. I go ahead and get some rest. We'll let you get some rest. <laughs> but again, thank you so very much for coming through. God bless you. God bless. So ladies and gentlemen, listen, let me bring Dr. Doggett in here because God did speak. He moved tonight and we knew he would. We he knew moved. he would. He but, but this is what I want to do before we conclude and give you all the final opportunity to to, to speak. I want you guys to know that if you are in financial trouble, we want you to reach out to us. If you can see right there, there is a link because as you all are giving, we want to make sure that that money that is coming in goes toward those who are struggling right now in financial crisis. And if you are a family who's in need, we desire for you to use that link. If you want to sow, we want to also let you know that you can sow 
Let me remind you that we do have a cash app. You can send your seed to the money sign, the Q Revival. Again, that's the money sign, the Q Revival. You can even go over to PayPal and you can use paypal.me forward slash the Q Revival. Or you can go to our website, www.theqrevival.com. And again, we are grateful for your giving. We're grateful for your seed. And we need you to know that if you are in trouble, then you can reach out to us and we are here to help you. Use that link if you are in need of financial assistance. Pastor Carragher, you brought the energy again. I appreciate you so much for coming and being our co-host this evening. I'm going to ask that you would give us your word, your final word, and then Dr. Doggett, if you can follow up and give us your final word, what's on your heart and what's on your mind right now? Oh, man. I'm just so, listen, I've been blessed and, and I'm just so thankful for the opportunity to be able to be in the virtual space. Yes. Doggets. <laughs> That's my final word. Thank you for this opportunity. It's been a, it's been a true blessing. Amen. Pastor JD, I know God's talking to you and telling you that Pastor Tina needs to be at the microphone preaching as well yeah. as helping the host. Whatever God gives you, what the next round is going to look exactly like. I just have a feeling she's going to be in there at the Come mic on. with her Bible in her hands. Come I want on. to say to everybody, though, remember now what you're getting here on the quarantine revival is uh, an appetizer. Make sure this is not your full meal. Bible says these were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they searched the scriptures themselves to see if those things were true. So make sure that you spend time in personal devotion. And then when you come to watch the QR revival each night, you will come full, yes. full, and you'll just be sharing in dessert. God bless you and have a, a great rest of the week. Are you going to say anything about uh, the mystery speaker? Well, let and me go ahead and let, let, let me throw this up here one time because Dr. Doggett, you, you're reading my mind. We one have here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, and we don't need you to miss this. We have tomorrow none other than Pastor Marquise Johns, who's going to come and preach the word. Now, listen, you've seen him as a co-host. You know he brings the energy, but listen, he's an anointed preacher, and we're excited about him coming tomorrow. And then, of course, on Wednesday night, we have Pastor Austin Humphreys, our friend. He also brings the energy and is anointed. And then after Pastor Humphreys preaches, we have on Thursday night, Dr. Carlton Bird. And then on Friday night, after Carlton Bird, Dr. Bird preaches with power, we have Pastor David Hudgens, who's going to come through and preach. And then finally, at the conclusion of our 28-day revival, QR2 Prophecy Edition, we have a mystery speaker who's going to preach the power pack word of God. Now, listen, I don't need y'all uh, telling me who you think the mystery preacher is right now, okay? Now is not the time. I know you guys saw the silhouette and you think you know who it is. As a matter of fact, I, I, know. Uh, I, th I think they know. As a matter of fact, I yeah. think they know. Look, you can't just guess one. You got to guess both the, both the preacher and the psalmist. We will release the silhouette of the psalmist on what's today, Monday. We'll release it on Wednesday. And if I'm feeling generous, we'll release it tomorrow just to give you a heads up. But yeah. we do want you to know that there are great things in store. Make sure that you press that share button. This message was powerful, y'all. So make sure that those with whom you're in connection can receive this good word as well. Thank you again, Dr. Doggett Sensei. We bless you, as well as you, Pastor Tina Carragher. Get ready to preach your sermon. All right. You all be blessed. We love you. Have a great rest of the evening. <laughs>